0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logan the Barbarian. And today is Zine Thursday in the middle of Dungeon Week. And I'm joined by my co-host, John. Hey. hey. So we tried to find a Zine that has dungeons. And I think we found it.
1: <laughs> uh, None of them, to be exact. I believe I did a count.
0: quite a few in there i did not do the count (laughs) (laughs) now is that counting the towers
1: yeah well the towers that have dungeons attached to them yeah underneath them
0: there's so i think that even like the maps of the towers and stuff should be counted as dungeons but i'm not going to split hairs and the title is in the shadow of tower silver axe by jacob fleming i also backed another one that jacob fleming has coming out called through the valley of the manticore which i'm real excited to see especially after seeing this one solid solid zine in my opinion what were your thoughts
1: yeah i agree i first saw this the day it popped up on kickstarter for zine quest 3 and the uh the cover arts would call my attention first uh it's fantastic He the this guy this is one of these guys that can write and illustrate they're kind of annoying but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so he 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 does all the illustrations including the cover which was fantastic he also did the second thing that caught my attention was uh the overland map that he did which I is, was
0: i was gonna mention that that is impressive
1: yeah it's a it's a um USGS kind of topographic map style that you would use boy hiking or something like that. And uh, I actually communicated with him because I wanted to know how he did it. And I believe he did it all in like Adobe Illustrator. So, but it kind of gives the idea you could take a, you know, USGS map and kind of clean it up a little bit and use it, use it as any an overlay map for anything. But uh, yeah, it's just really, it's really kind of um, gives you the topography, the layout. It's a very mountainous area, so that helps
0: out. And it is a hex map. Yes. It has all the, like, like it's even got the little trails noted in there. So where yes. do you follow around, it's really one of the most detailed hex maps I've ever seen. It's impressive.
1: Yeah, there is something a bit off with the scale, but I'm not going to. It's we're playing a fantasy game here. I'm not going (laughs) to split hairs on that, but it yeah, it looks uh,
0: fantastic. The front illustration I love, it really puts me in the mind of like old Smurfs or Prince Valiant or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess the guy well, the guy's got like long flowing hair with like a headband or some kind of band around his head. You can see the back of him. I think that might be a lady, yeah, or lady giant skeleton he's facing or they're facing up against
0: oh no that's the. oh that's i'm we're talking about two different you're talking about the front cover the front of the front cover that is beautiful i'm talking about the inside cover they have (laughs) a nice black and white illustration that reminds me more of the smurf type thing
1: oh yeah so his characters are very okay we're talking The, the what i see quickly is uh old um what's the old comic book um I'm not going to be able to remember it, but the, about the boy with his little white dog. They even did a movie for it. Uh,
0: I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure yeah. the minute you say what it is, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll try Maybe. to think of what that is. I'll try to think of what that is. But, yeah, it's a kind of cartoon style, especially to the faces.
0: So the overall idea is that there's this tower and this sort of impenetrable woods or forest area. A labyrinth i think they call it and in the center the elves i guess were caring for there's all these ruins by the i think they called them the builders so the builders are a mystery whoever they were mm-hmm. but they left behind all these ruins and you have these various dungeons and towers and stuff to explore that were left behind and the one tower is inhabited and ruled by the elves who are out here and there's definitely conflict between the elves and dwarves and others But a group of brigands or something along those lines comes in and takes over the tower and uses and discovers the evil magic that or the magic that's there and turns the lead uh, brigand into some sort of horrible shadow creature. And all of these followers become an army of the undead and they scare off all the different monsters that are in this region and they start becoming a problem for the surrounding regions that can kind of drag you into the adventure. Mm-hmm. it's cool they have the runes of the ancients in here and on page eight you see there's sort of a key a cipher key and they have different runes throughout the book and things that you can use to just de- that are, you can use that to decipher it one thing i thought was neat they did with it is in i believe it's in mount kozengi ruins and in this dungeon there's a room I want to I point this room out because I like it as a dungeon room and I'm, I'm questioning how I would run it with my players. Let me see if I can find it. It's a large room with runes inscribed on in the far wall. The walls are damp and covered in algae and moss near the floor level. On opposing walls, there are two wide pipes protruding. One pipe is higher up on the wall with a metal stopper. Stuck in its end from which the water is dripping if removed water rushes from the pipe into the room the other pipe is at floor level and acts as a drain unless it is plugged somehow with a stopper or otherwise now the runes on the wall are a phrase that must be spoken to open a magically sealed door to a much further out there room room 17. But they must be spoken underwater, can only be read with a read languages spell or underwater in the dark with InfraVision. So you're probably going to need the, that little rune cipher. Now, my question here is, how do you relate your players that they have to read this thing underwater, that they have to fill the room with water to read it? i don't know i'd have to contemplate that before running it, but i like it and all the good treasures in the magically sealed door further in the dungeon towards the end so this room is early on in the dungeon you got the whole dungeon to kind of figure this out and leave clues and and as a dungeon master john do you know how you would approach that
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean without and I'm I'm looking. It's it's the third room in the dungeon. <clears throat> I don't see anything before that that would give any clues. But I would definitely have to leave some kind I'd of think, thing. leaving some kind of clue, a, a journal or something. Yeah, uh, we'd have a to map have maybe to with some it. notes scratched on it. Um,
0: it could be done, and I think that it, it could be done subtly enough that the players eventually go, oh, this is where we have to like put it it, it, with some pre-preparation and stuff like that. I think that you can cast it pretty well. The dungeons in here aren't very huge. They're not mega dungeons. They're accomplishable in a session or two, depending on which one. Some of them have multiple layers to them, and the different towers and other places seem to have dungeons below them as well. I like it i would say that i've heard people say it's comparable like oh i'm looking for an alternative something like b2 to run a campaign i would i can see that this is a good a good one to run like that to start a beginning game off of in a beginning group i actually would much rather run this than the old b2 borderlands personally i think it's well done i
1: don't know i've uh I have a lot of, well, there's a lot of nostalgia built up in it, but I, I definitely have been thinking about B2 for many more decades. And I, I have, yeah, I've, I enjoyed that one a great deal. I guess just for something new, newness, it would be good. But, you know, it does have, you know, like the keep, he also includes some um, towns, uh, a dwarven town that's minimally keyed, but it gives you enough, you know, it gives you a few rumors and, you know, the highlights of the town.
0: There's a fun little adventure in there where the the troll comes to one like a lodge or a a ranch or something at night to eat the cows. And you're tasked with, they're offering you a reward to to go stop the trolls from eating the cows. A lot of little adventure seeds throughout it. The dungeons, like I said, since it's Dungeon Week, I'm trying to, I need to be trying to focus on the dungeons, but overall, it's a solid, a solid, a solid book. It's a solid setting. I wonder how much through the Valley of the Manticore is going to correspond with this. If you could easily run one into the other, if there's any relation. I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It's you know it definitely slots into the classic fan- fantasy um, genre perfectly. So and Layer the Manticore has, seems to have that vibe as well. So it's
0: all got nice little wandering monsters tables on each of the dungeons. Lots of sturges. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sturges classic sturges monsters. uh yeah very classic monsters for sure uh i did remember i was looking through flipping through here again looking at the illustrations the uh it's the adventures of 1010 or the uh the
0: oh animation. i remember that yeah it that's
1: is the Tintin. i see a little bit of that especially in some of the faces that that are drawn but yeah that animation style
0: it's a good it's a good illustration style i like illustration it a lot. Style, yeah It is. It is nice. I appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. He he does good work. I, I think that there's enough descriptions in here to go with these dungeons. There's definitely areas where you can add on and make, make your own. It's open enough of an adventures and layouts where you're going to kind of be able to throw out. It's a sandbox Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to kind of throw out your own ideas and let the players take control and have a little bit of say in where things go it works well that way. Honestly, this is the way I would. I, I, this is almost like an ideal adventure module in my mind. This is how they like how they should be done. A lot of times, the amount of adventure available in here, the amount, of, like like you can't run this in a one shot.
1: Oh uh, no no no! Or a
0: two shot. This is a campaign, a, a short campaign.
1: Yeah, fifty four pages. I don't know. I mean, this could, if thoroughly explored, this could take. Uh, 10 plus sessions oh you uh, can spend uh, a year on
0: this thing if you if you're dming it right and just letting the players muck up things and 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 fiddle about and follow where players go in these interactions you could build stories on it it's really well written gives you enough content to kind of start you and let the players take you where they want to go and if they're avoiding going to take out the big evil in the center there's an incentive of sending more and more monsters that are fleeing from the center of this this deep dark wood to kind of push push the urgency that something has to be done about what's what's scaring everything off out there so yeah i i think it's great
1: (laughs) yep thumbs up for me as well
0: i think that's about all we got for today if you've enjoyed this episode Share it on social media. Tell your friends about us. Give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active there. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Crom, and keep those dice rolling. Bye-bye. This is Logar, and I'm just going to do a quick plug here for our, our little podcast. We put a lot of time and effort into this and money out of our own pockets, so if you appreciate having a daily podcast about role-playing games and With our specific bend, please go over to Patreon, backslash Wobblies and Wizards, That's W-O-B-B-L-I-E-S-A-N-D-W-I-Z-A-R-D-S, and give us a little support.